I'd like to start by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the lands we're broadcasting from today and the lands that you're listening to us from. I pay my respects to their elders past and present. I take a moment to acknowledge traditional custodians' connection to and care for country that here extends back some 60,000 or so years and continues today. I also acknowledge any First Peoples listening to this episode. Our tagline is teaching humans to teach horses. And this is super important because while we're about horses, even more than that, we are about you, the human side of the relationship and supporting you, teaching you so that you can teach your horses. Welcome to episode two of an equine conversation, a podcast brought to you by Abby's Run Equestrian. I'm your host, Sarah Nichols. I have been teaching people about horse management, handling and riding for over 27 years through riding schools, pony clubs, working equitation clubs, adult riding clubs and privately. And I'm the founder and owner of Abby's Run Equestrian. Through an equine conversation, I'll share my expertise with you along with helping you to connect to and hear from some amazing experts in their own fields. We'll also be talking with horse owners about their journey with their animals. This podcast aims to help you, the horse owner, improve your knowledge by giving you access to top quality information that will help you to be the best horse owner you can be so that you can give your horses the best life possible. We'll explore ways our horses can be physically and mentally healthier through topics around training, horse health, enrichment, emergency preparedness, history, our own mental well-being and physical health, and a whole lot more. These podcast episodes are absolutely designed to be thought-provoking and they may bring you some ideas, approaches or information that you haven't come across previously. We recently released our brand new and very long-awaited logo for our business, Abby's Run Equestrian. The bones of this logo have been rattling around my head for more than two and a half years and we were finally in a position to bring it to life with the help of Evie Francesca Design Studio. While the logo itself is physically two-dimensional, each element holds a purpose or a story about our business, what we do and why we do it. This episode is to share with you the meaning behind each of the logo elements and what they mean for what we do here now and into the future. So let's start with the words. And the obvious place to start is our business name, Abby's Run Equestrian, and who even is Abby? Now, as a listener of this podcast, you'll know that my name is Sarah, my partner is Ben, so neither of us are called Abby, despite the occasional email we get that reads, Dear Abby, much to my amusement. None of our current team of animals and or the humans we work with are called Abby either. So Abby was my first pony. We met when Abby arrived at the riding school I rode at, Margaret Bruce's riding school, commonly known as MBRS, shout out to my MBRS friends, when I was maybe 13. And Abby had come to join the riding school via her breeder slash owner. I can't quite remember what her story was before that time, but I do remember her arriving and being in a yard near the house and being quite fat with a crusty neck and still some of her steel grey showing. Abby was maybe 14 one 
hands high at a rough guess and fully grayed out over time to be lightly flea-bitten grey. Now, for those non-horsey listeners, horses that appear white are actually called grey as when they are born, they are usually dark in colour, have black skin and their dark colour changes over time until they appear white. The flea-bitten part is like small brown dots over their body, kind of like Milo, if you know what Milo is, in a glass of milk that hasn't been mixed well. If you don't know what Milo is, you should find out. It's uh, good stuff. Now, Abby's sire was apparently an Anglo-Arab and her dam was a pony of some variety. It would be quite hard to align her to any particular breed, though if anything, she maybe looked a little bit Connemara-like. At some stage after her arrival, Abby became my appointed regular riding school mount. And at the end of the year, that first year, Abby's owner had a change in work circumstances and wanted to lease her to an individual and their family so that she knew Abby would have dedicated care. And if I recall correctly, the owner attended the annual end-of-year gymkhana at the riding school, which was a pretty big deal for all us kids back then, and she approached us, my family and I, about it there. And thankfully, my parents agreed to take on the responsibility, and Abby came into our care. I was 14 years old. Horse caretaking reality hit within a few days when Abby had a foot abscess. And so the very steep learning curve of being the primary carer for an equine began. Abby lived out in the herd at the riding school, which maybe had, um, I can't remember, maybe 25, 30 horses in it. And I remember nights out over winter after school, walking around trying to find her and the herd by torchlight in a series of paddocks they were in that amounted to more than 50 acres, perhaps closer to 100 I was absolutely determined then that putting hoof grease on daily would stop future foot abscesses. It won't surprise you to know that there were some nights that we never found the herd and had to give up. I always felt like maybe they were quietly following us at a distance around the paddocks while we looked for them. Abby and I had many years and adventures together. Two of the more notable include having a show jumping lesson with an Olympian and experiencing the trials and tribulations of breeding an exercise that cost a lot of money and sadly resulted in a very unwell foal who only survived two and a half weeks. Abby taught me a lot about eye injuries too. She had a number of them over the years and I learnt the important lesson that was echoed by equine vet Dr Lizzie McCready, who we had on Series 1 Episode 2, to never go to sleep on an eye injury and to always call the vet if there's something wrong with an eye not to assume what it might be and treat it one way when it's not been diagnosed. That was a really hard lesson for me to learn and it resulted in Abby almost losing an eye. Thankfully, we caught it just in time. Abby was the primary companion for my next horse, Gordon, and then became that for Fernando too once we lost Gordon. She also welcomed Tolly into our family and despite being old enough to be like his great-great-grandmother, taught Tolly all about flirting, as she was quite the flirt with the boys when she was in season. I promised Abby we would have a property one day, and we did. We got here. By the time we moved to our beautiful 40 acres, Abby was in her mid-30s or so. She did really well on the several-hour trip up here and was in really good physical condition despite her age. Unfortunately, A week into being here, a health condition became apparent that hadn't shown up before, not something that was treatable, and I made the very difficult decision to have her put to sleep and buried here in our new home with the help of a lovely vet who was so complimentary about her condition 
and assured me it was the right decision. And a lovely local earth mover who is so awesome, he'll stop other jobs to come and help lay equines to a peaceful rest. It was a really sad time, but I'm just so thankful Abby was able to come to our home. And so we had been umming and ahhing over what to call the property here, and a beautiful, thoughtful friend put forward the suggestion of calling the place Abby's Run, which we loved. And so the property name was born in Abby's honour. Then when we began our business, the natural progression was the addition of equestrian, and so we have our business name, Abby's Run Equestrian. Now, the font we chose to use for the Abby's Run Equestrian wording in the logo was also purposefully selected. We were looking for something that would be easy enough to read, but something that was a new font to indicate that what we do here is a newer way of working with humans and horses and is something different. I spent a bunch of time looking at different fonts to decide what I liked and what I wanted the font to say in terms of which style we selected. And based on what I liked, the graphic designer found the font we decided to use and I love it. Our tagline is teaching humans to teach horses. And this is super important because while we're about horses, even more than that, we are about you, the human side of the relationship and supporting you, teaching you so that you can teach your horses. We made the decision very early on in our business that we would not take horses for training. And there's a very good reason for this. I mean, we could take them for training and it would be heaps of fun. I would love it. But here's the thing. It would not get you the best results and we want you to get the best results. Why would this not get you the best results? Well, because you change the environment for a learner, in our case, a horse or pony, and you change the behavior. What does that mean? Well, sure, you could bring your horse here and we could train it for you and it would be going really well. But you don't live here, neither does your horse, and you are not me, right? You will move differently, sound differently, use different cues, be shaped differently, have a different tone of voice. So you take the horse home and you've changed the environment, not just its physical environment, but who the human is working with it, and that will change the behavior. It doesn't matter what amazing things I would teach your horse to do, unless you asked your horse to do them in the exact same way, in all likelihood the horse will respond differently. So you have to work with your horse all the time, and so you're their primary trainer whether you really set out to be a trainer or not. Likewise, your horse trains you too. What we want to support is that relationship, you and the horse as each other's trainers. In this way, when you teach your horse to do something, they are going to do it based on the cues that you have established on your body language, your voice, and in your environment. And in this way, the behaviors are far more likely to be really solid for you, and it's the relationship between you and your horse that develops and deepens. The font we chose for teaching humans to teach horses is a simple, common font that's easy to read and visually complements our business name font. And it's a font that we also love. The human element of the logo. There's a few important things about this piece. So as we just explained, we're about supporting you with your horse. So the human element is really key. Our logo depicts a woman, and that's a purposeful choice as we primarily support women or those who identify as female in their horse-human relationships. 
the woman is wearing a sun hat because skin cancer is sadly not uncommon here in Australia and we are big on being sun smart. I've lost family to melanoma and we want us and our clients to stay safe from the sun and not have that experience. The woman in the picture is fairly slim but not super slim. She did start out being super slim but we added to her size purposefully. I certainly don't relate to being a super slim person as I head towards my mid-40s, and I wanted to make this figure a little bit more relatable for all of us. And as we primarily train using positive reinforcement, the woman is depicted in the process of providing food reinforcement to the horse. Now, I mean, how could we not have a horse on our logo, right? Because it's not a horse-human relationship without the horse element. You'll notice that the horse is not being ridden. This is important too and a purposeful decision. There is an enormous amount of focus on horses being ridden. I'm fairly suspect that if we did a word association with the broad population and asked the first word people think of when it comes to the word horse, I reckon we would get either the word riding or the word racing. It's often the first question I'm asked when I say I have horses. I get asked, do you ride? Or what kind of riding do you do? But horses are so much more than their ability to carry us. And in fact, they did not evolve as a species for that purpose. They are beautiful, clever, amazing, majestic, sentient beings in their own right, with their own thoughts, feelings, opinions, and needs. Riding is an amazing luxury that we have the ability to do with some equines, but not all. Not all equines are able to be ridden for various reasons, but all equines do learn, like all animal species learn, and that learning happens all the time. And so all equines have potential for training fun with us. Regardless of whether you have a ridden equine or not, there is so much training we can and should do unmounted to help our horses exist in the human-centric world we live in and to enjoy their lives with us. Read also, lots of fun training is possible regardless of whether your equine is ridden or not. The tree in the logo holds multiple meanings. Both Ben and I have a strong affinity with the natural environment and have both spent our day job careers working in roles that look to protect our natural environment with the benefits that it provides us. This is so important to both of us. We love the habitat that trees provide and the shade they offer in the hot summers that we have here. The tree also represents learning and growth, along with branching out to, I guess, experience and try new things, new approaches. So the growing of knowledge. It's a bit brain-like in appearance too, so that ties into the whole developing of knowledge. We are here to support you to teach you in a way that grows your knowledge and skills, helps you learn new things and try new approaches. The colour of the logo. Well, we wanted to keep it simple and so we chose to use black, white and the third colour is teal because, well, that's just one of my favourite colours. So that's the story of our Abbey's Run Equestrian logo unpacked for you. We'll be sharing our logo with its various variations more and more places moving forward, so you'll be seeing it around. I should comment here that, of course, our podcast logo or thumbnail for an equine conversation that you might be familiar with, well, you probably are if you're listening, is different again 
but it does hold some shared elements with our Abbey's Run Equestrian logo, the use of the silhouette of the human and the horse. This time we use another of my favourite colours, being a dusty pink. An equine conversation thumbnail includes two horses that we could describe as looking relaxed and happy based on the height of their neck and their facial expression. We have again women represented, this time wearing helmets, which is something that we're very passionate advocates of. And like our Abbey's Run Equestrian logo, there is no riding pictured. We love both our logos and are so glad that they resonate with you in some way too. We hope you've enjoyed hearing about why our logos are what they are and this has helped you understand more about who we are and why we do what we do. Thanks so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast, that's awesome. Make sure to subscribe now wherever you listen to podcasts so that you never miss an episode. Then please rate and review an equine conversation. This is super important, the downloading, rating and reviewing, as it actually helps other people to find our podcast due to the really quite strange podcast algorithms and search terms. Be sure to let your friends know about an equine conversation too. Show notes from this episode are available online. Sign up to our mailing list at www.abbeyesrunequestrian.com.au to be the first to hear about upcoming activities and programs on offer, including being the first to hear about the launch of our upcoming new Young and Green Horse program and how to get on board. You can also find us at Abby's Run Equestrian on Facebook. I am super excited to bring you next week's episode. Almost daily, I see people online asking for training solutions for physical problems with their horses. As in, the body language they describe suggests strongly that the horse is experiencing pain. In some cases, the horse has already been checked over by the local vet who has been unable to find any issues. So the humans are then looking for training solutions. But I know from personal experiences that it can be so difficult to rule out pain with horses. I mean, it's hard enough in us humans. Just a fortnight ago, I was in the emergency room of the hospital with nine out of 10 pain, and the doctors, surgeons, and a specialist couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. They still don't know now. But that doesn't negate the pain I felt, and that's in human medicine with far more diagnostic ability than we currently have available for equines. I wanted to unpack this challenge of pain in horses more with an expert in the field. So next week, I'm chatting with equine veterinarian, Dr. Lisa Walter. Dr. Walter often works with more complex and subtle lameness cases and is currently undertaking a PhD looking at sacroiliac dysfunction. I'm really looking forward to bringing you this conversation. Our intro song is Ventura by Morgan Taylor via Soundstripe. Thank you to Matthew Bliss for podcast production and consultation. If you'd like him to help with your podcast, get in touch by email at info at blissery.fm. Big scratches to your ponies from the team here at Abby's Run Equestrian, and we'll catch you next week with Series 2, Episode 3 of An Equine Conversation. Bye!